These images were filmed in the Syrian desert. A vast territory that stretches across Syria and Iraq, where soldiers from President Bashar al-Assad's regime protect Syria's oil and gas fields with help from their allies. And sleeper cells from the Islamic State group are waking up. The desert is home to Bedouin tribes, whose members risk their lives every year to gather truffles. At least 156 people have been killed while gathering truffles during the spring of 2023 by armed attacks, roadside bombs, and landmines. The truffle harvest is an annual ritual in the Syrian desert, from February through April. We spoke to members of two of the Bedouin tribes. We'll call them Omar and Ahmad. The NDF, the National Defense Forces, members of the tribes recruited and armed by the Syrian government to help fight the Islamic State group. The desert truffles found in Syria are not as strong as their European counterparts. They can weigh up to two kilos. They can sell for as much as 36 euros a kilo, twice the average monthly wage in Syria. Gathering truffles is lucrative, but dangerous. The Beni Khaled tribe is one of the biggest in Syria, well-armed and powerful. The chief is close to the president's brother. When they venture out into the desert, members of the Beni Khaled have an NDF escort. On the morning of February 17th, the Beni Khaled set off from Al-Sukhna, 
a town surrounded by some of the best truffles in the region. Members of the tribe fled into the desert. But not all of them escaped. كانت طريقة الإعدام وحشية كان إعدام ميداني من خلال إطلاق النار على الرأس مباشرة هناك بين المدنيين هناك قتل أطفال يعني بعمر الثلاثة عشر عام At least 46 members of the Beni Khaled tribe were killed that day, including 16 who belonged to the same clan, the Marawin. No group claimed responsibility for the attack. Syrian state media blamed it on the Islamic State group. At least five Syrian officers were among those who died. For terrorism expert Gregory Waters, that leaves little doubt about who was behind the attack. This attack occurred in an area outside of Sukhna that has, according to security forces, long been controlled by ISIS for many years. And the fact that they were in an area controlled by ISIS supports the idea that it was ISIS behind the attack. Waters monitors attacks in the Syrian desert on a daily basis for a non-profit NGO based in the US. He also works with the Syrian Archive, a Syrian group that documents human rights violations. Since the beginning of 2019, there's been over 900 confirmed ISIS attacks in central Syria. We're used to seeing ISIS as this group that has a very flashy media that claims every single thing it does, but it's no longer holding territory. At the height of its strength in 2015, the Islamic State group controlled territory across Syria and Iraq. But airstrikes by a US-led coalition and fighting by Kurdish-led forces on the ground pushed the group from its positions in the cities and towns, forcing its fighters to seek refuge in the desert. In 2020, we saw a huge uptick in ISIS attacks. And at this time, the ISIS cells were more concentrated in the really remote central core of the desert area. Now it's running an insurgency using small groups of well-armed militants driving around in motorcycles or pickup trucks with machine guns. And they're doing hit-and-run attacks all the time, all over the place. Instead of publicly claiming responsibility for its attacks, the group often lets some of its victims escape to say what happened. They were on motorcycles. They came up to us and said, get on the ground. They machine gunned the others, but they told me, run. They told me to run and not look back. I ran as fast as I could. The frequency of the attacks increases, the severity of the attacks increases, and finally there's this really big pushback from the regime, Russia and Iran. After 12 years of civil war, Bashar al-Assad's regime controls most of the Syrian desert. 
the counterattack is led by the regular army, supported by the NDF and Liwa al-Quds militias, and the regime's Russian allies. Russia has military bases in Latakia and Tartus, and Russian companies have leased oil and gas fields in the desert. According to a US military document leaked in April, Russia's paramilitary Wagner force has a base nearby. You also have the Iranians and Iranian-backed militias, which includes both Syrian militias and Afghan and Pakistani foreign fighters, Lebanese Hezbollah and Iraqi groups. So all of these groups are here. They're all spread together. They work together at times. They work separately at times, but they're spread throughout central Syria. Sheep grazing in Deir Ezzor province, home of the Busaraya tribe. A villager gets an alert. NDF forces arrive. They go in pursuit, but don't catch the attackers. Sheep have been a really key financing opportunity for ISIS for several years now. Sometimes they kill the shepherds, sometimes they just steal the sheep. Um, but then they take them and they sell them either on black markets or regular sheep markets. The chief of the Busaraya is Mohana al-Fayyad, a member of parliament and ally of the regime. He oversees the tribe's NDF and Liwa al-Quds militia units. They are uniformed and well-equipped with weapons like heavy machine guns provided by the Syrian government. Busaraya have suffered at least four armed attacks this year. On March 19th, a convoy went out to gather truffles with its NDF escort. Observer Ahmad says two civilians were killed in the attack and one NDF soldier wounded. NDF forces regularly patrol the desert. Here they uncover equipment caches, spare parts for motorcycles, medical supplies, and weapons. ISIS is most effective when no one can see its movements, of course, when no one can find its camps, its hideouts and caches. So all of that's in danger when you have civilians wandering into these really remote areas. So what does the group do? They attack civilians. On March 3rd, a group of young shepherds from the Busaraya tribe came under attack. The attackers stole 100 sheep 
and kidnapped four of the teenagers. تواصل رقم مجهول عبر الواتساب مع والد احد الاطفال وتم طلب فديه قدرها 20000 دولار امريكي مقابل اطلاق سراح كل طفل. The parents said they would pay, but the kidnappers never responded. Kidnappings often end with the bodies being found executed somewhere else. And executed is the word I use because almost without fail, the bodies are found lined up with bullet wounds to the head. Landmines and roadside bombs cause injuries almost every day. They are placed by the Islamic State group and also by the regime. Locals do what they can to clear them. في 2 مارس انفجر لغم بسياره كان على متنها مجموعه من جماعه الكما يلا ثور طريق المطار الكلاب تنزل راح ضحيتها وفاه اربع اشخاص طلب شيء قبيله البصراء يمهن الفياض من ابناء القبيله عدم الخروج الى الباديه لجمع الكما ولكن لم يلتزم سكان المنطقه بشكل كامل بهذا الامر وواصلوا The 2023 truffle season in Syria was the deadliest since the Islamic State's territorial defeat in 2019. Waters and other analysts say the group is biding its time, raising money, recruiting, chipping away at local defenses keeping a low profile until it believes it is strong enough to resume capturing and holding territory. Under Turkish dominance, Northern Cyprus universities draw over 50,000 students from across the world, representing a very lucrative market. But the system is exploited by agents who promise dream schemes to attract clients. False promises including easy housing, low cost of living, abundance of jobs, and even a passage into Europe. I don't think this island would be very, very hard like this. I thought this island would be made of wood, like harder saying. Stuck with nowhere to go, without contacts or money, the dream quickly turns to a nightmare. France 24 observers bring you reporters in Northern Cyprus on France 24 and France24.com.